Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm J.D. McGibney, and today I'll be talking with an international guitar master, a modern virtuoso who has perfected the eight-finger tapping technique, has taught at numerous prestigious music schools across Italy, taught across multiple platforms, and given various lectures on theory and technique, performed all over the world with pop artists, chamber orchestras, various bands, and also as a solo artist. Today, I'm chatting with the endlessly talented, humble, and wonderful Daniela Guitardo. How are you doing today, hi, Daniela? <laughs> hi, hi, Zedi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here to your, with your podcast, and I'm doing great today, and uh, I'm very excited. Oh, well, thank you very much thank for you. being here. <laughs> and thank you for the very sweet introduction. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for being such an amazing human being. <laughs> we are a work in progress, right? Uh, you know what? I agree with that. Always towards perfection. Today, we are going to be talking about expatriate depression or expat depression. Expat depression is a type of depression specifically found in those who move to a new country. It is associated with higher feelings of anxiety, stress, sadness, and a unique sense of isolation being removed from one's culture. Pre the COVID-19 pandemic, expat depression among immigrants was a difficult enough issue with the regulations put in place by national governments, as well as the initial culture shock of living in a different country. With the added element of the global lockdowns and restricted international travel, the senses of sadness, anxiety, stress, and isolation among expatriates has increased. Daniela, we chatted previously prior to this conversation, and you mentioned that you had traveled back and forth between Italy and the United States regularly for a few years before officially moving yes. here. How has the transition from living in Italy to the United States affected you? And was there an issue uh, before you officially moved here when you were in that time period of just moving back and forth every few months? Okay, it's a good question. Yes, in the beginning, uh, for a few years, like you said, I was doing back and forth and I was staying uh, for three months each time, the maximum available if you don't have a visa or a green card. During this short amount of time, um, the feelings was uh, probably more about excitement because uh, something new. We are talking also pre-pandemic era, okay? And um, yeah, the main feeling was uh, excitement. Of course, uh, learning about uh, a new culture, the way uh, Americans uh, are, lives, live, uh, and um, dealing with a, with a new language. As you can hear, my English is still a, a big work in progress. But uh, yeah, there was a little bit of a a shock of a new culture, but uh, mostly excitement, I need to say. That, that makes sense, because it's like you're, you know, if you're only here for a short period of time, so in your case, three months, uh, there's not a lot of time. It, it's basically long enough for you to go around and try new things, but you still have the, the sensation and the knowledge that, you know, at the end of three months, you're going to go back to where you have that familiarity. What was it like when you uh, officially moved here, like completely? And how long did it take for you to start feeling that sense of uh, expatriate depression set in? Mm. Um, 
when I moved here, uh, it was uh, af after a long time on doing back and forth. Plus, um, with my girlfriend at the time, that you interview also, Gretchen, mm -hmm. we decided to get married. Mazel tov, by the way. <laughs> what? Mazel tov, by the way. Congratulations, even though I'm thank you, a couple thank years you. late. After a lot of, a lot, after several years of being uh, together. And then, um, replying to your answer, uh, one aspect of, uh, you, were talk you were talking about uh, the anxiety aspect of uh, these things and definitely the process of uh, uh, the, the green card, uh, the process of having a, a legal, uh, of being a, a legal resident was for me a little bit stressful because uh, also if we didn't have any problem at all because uh, we were able very easily we were able very easily to demonstrate that we were a real couple right otherwise you can get problem yeah then we didn't have problem but still um, it was uh, the feeling uh, the feeling that you can have is that uh, you are uh, you are doing something bad mm. like if you are clandestine how you can say in english uh they have that you have that feeling of just uh you feel guilty because people are just so closely looking at you and analyzing what it is you're doing you're like oh maybe i am doing something wrong but like yeah in your case exactly. you literally were not doing anything wrong yeah yeah but you have you start to have a feeling that uh also when also traveling you know when you arrive to the airport uh you feel like you are not a criminal, but you know that, like you said, that you are doing something wrong, and this is not very helpful, right? To no. gain a confidence in a new country. Then there was this. Uh, now I'm in the process of uh, doing a renewal of the green card, mm -hmm. but things are very slow; they're taking forever. In fact, I have an extension of my permanent of my conditional green card. The first is two years and then you get the 10 years one. Gotcha. Anyway, th there was this one that uh, was a little bit stressful because the until the last minute, you don't know if I can be legally here or, or I need to go back in Italy in my case, you know, that it was pretty, it's pretty stressful. And um, also the aspect of the language, as I can hear, I'm trying to learn, but I'm really obsessed in studying music. You know, I'm studying this stuff all day long <laughs> when I have when I have time. And uh, with English, I'm a little bit slow. And then there is a little bit of uh, sometimes um, I can think, um, oh my God, uh, learning a language a little bit late, not when I was a kid. I, it will take forever to don't make too many errors, you know, to to speak decently and that uh, is an aspect that uh, uh, doesn't help your uh, self-esteem and things like that yeah i can totally understand but i think it's you know important to point out that you know understanding music is almost like understanding a language in general so if you think about it you uh you speak at least three languages that i know of so you speak italian because mm. that's your natural you know language you speak yeah. english and then you speak music and just listening to your you know your the music that you write the music that you've played you know l listing off all of your your credentials you're very fluent in music and i'm assuming you're fluent in italian so i mean 
you 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 definitely are achieving you know some some uh some wonderful things that you know people only dream of so, i mean there's so many people around the world who barely speak one language because they just don't apply themselves but i i i totally get where you're where you're coming from when you say that you know being in a in a place and some place new that's so drastically different than what you're used to and having the difficulty of just communicating you know you have an idea you have a whole you know list of ideas and trying to get all that out i can and having difficulties and stumbling over over your words i i totally get that sense of uh you know feeling like bashful yeah yeah also because i think that uh, words are very powerful you know and then uh, uh i try to measure well what i'm saying you know because of the risk to uh hurt somebody is very easy also if you don't want accidentally you can say something without thinking you can hurt somebody's feelings you know because mm. it's very calm very easy every day to everybody i can see you know and then uh sometimes uh find the, the right words uh can be frustrating because uh my, maybe i have an italy but then the translation doesn't work and then mm. uh, i think in english you know but sometimes for some specific things uh I think uh, still, I still think in Italian then it can be frustrating, yes. But for the other hands, when I I talk with with Italians, I often uh, think in English because uh, the the cool things about uh, I really love uh, American language, mm -hmm. the English, and uh, I like less how it sound how how it, it sounds. I really like. Uh, about the English uh, American language, how uh, with few words you can express something very clearly. When uh, mm. in uh, Europe, in Italy, often we have a lot of words to express one concept. This is also true in music. Yeah. Sometimes uh, you have a, for instance, one of my favorite uh, harmony book is about an um, Austrian composer Arnold Schoenberg, mm -hmm. and he takes pages to express one concept that in, in a, an American book is written two sentences. <laughs> he talks four pages. And I like both approaches, but there is a very difficult, dif different type of thinking that I needed to get a custom. And uh, for the most, I, I like that, but it's still a, a challenging to think, uh, mm. to formulate, formulate your, your thought in a different way. Sometimes it's more effective, sometimes maybe less, but uh, but uh, it's a form of enrichment, like you said, but still it can create anxiety and stress. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really that's a really interesting point that you're you're bringing up. The idea that when you speak, you know, when you learn a language, or when you speak in a language, or you think in a language, languages each language is arranged completely different. So in order to speak a language and understand the language, you kind of have to understand the culture of the people who speak it. And then while you're learning that language, you get more inside the head of that, of those people, of that culture, you know, just, just going off of what I know from like rudimentary uh, Spanish from high school or like the year mm. of German I took in college. Uh, I, you know, looking back now as an adult, it's just like, oh, each of these languages is arranged completely differently. And like in order for me to understand 
those languages, I have to rearrange how I think of language. And the philosophy behind understanding a language, I think, is a really unique thing. And if you have, if you're born in a, you know, in like a location, you're taught, you know, a language, you know, I imagine, like, I think that it, that language has a really big impact on how you develop as a person. So like if you're, you know, uprooted and like in your case, you literally moved to a completely different country, you know, you have to learn uh, this, this new language. Not only are you in a completely different place, are you cut off from like your family, but you're being forced to have a completely different mindset. And like, there's, there's a lot of reprogramming going on and not, and you know, like yeah, yeah. we mentioned before, music itself is its own language. So like you you you're literally going back and forth between three different mindsets at any given time between English, mm. Italian, mm. and and music. So I mean I can only imagine, you know, like if when you feel stressed, like the amount of stress because you have like three different levels going on. So I very much commend you for being as amazing and awesome as you are. So, cheers. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> You we can also add that music is not just one language, but there is so many languages depending the style you play. And that too. if you play blues, uh, to me, is a specific language. If you play Baroque improvisation, is another very specific language with very typical, very unique grammar, musical grammar. Then, uh, and uh, what I like of music is the different type of uh, Things you can say different type of style and I try to manage different type of style and then it is uh, add even more stress but this is related to music because mm -hmm. I try to figure out a different type of style that I like to play but this maybe is something else uh, yeah well I going like just uh, listening to some of your music through on Spotify you know your style is very much you but you incorporate so uh, so many different styles into what it is that you write. And my next question to mm, you... I try. And you succeed, sir. Uh, my next question to you is that when you were officially here and you were, like, you know, going through the process of, you know, becoming uh, a citizen, like, living here and making this, you know, the United States, your, your permanent residence, was music... Uh, did music help you deal with the anxieties and the stress of all of that? Okay, good question. Uh, yeah, that musically definitely helps. Uh, some people think uh, that music uh, can be also a cure. To me, it makes sense to cure you in mm -hmm. the way that uh, make you feel better. But I have different feelings about music. To me, is uh, the positive aspect of music is that you, when you play, you feel good. Uh, it's something meaningful, a lot of things. But also the other side that uh, it can be like a, you, like when you take a, a medicine that uh, cure only the symptoms, but mm. doesn't cure the problem. You know what I'm trying to say? Now I, I do. don't have the correct English words, but music is also like that. It, it's something that can helps you to pro procrastinate it's, other aspects of your of your life that must be embraced i think at least i think uh, so it's like, like a drug it's like a drug you know you feel good when you take it but if it goes away it depends how much you are addict obviously 
Gotcha. But it can be a drag. It can be a drag. It can be a drag to me. Ah. So, do you feel that you've you have that that dynamic feeling with music where like it has helped you, but do you feel that you've had moments where you you've used it to escape and avoid dealing with what you had to deal with? I think uh, yes. I think. Uh... First, it was easy to use music because I, I really like it, you know, and then uh, it brings a lot of uh, positive things, uh, you know, uh, but definitely a little bit. Uh, uh, it, it helps. It helped me to uh, maybe to deal with us with some feeling of inadequacy, you know, that wasn't that wasn't very clear. Maybe it was more on my subconscious, but little by little they emerged. How, how, what is it that you felt uh, you were in? What did you feel inadequate about? But we can talk about a more recent feeling of inadequacy that can be related with what we are talking today, the, mm -hmm. the expat depression, then feeling in a culture that uh, feeling that when you move in a new country depends also how what is your personality i tend to be very introverted not very no very no but a good amount of introversion in the past probably i was more introverted now i'm moving more to ambivert ambivert i get a bit of boss you know uh, but definitely feeling um uh, the difficulty to communicate fully um, and then talk about more the recent years because you ask me what's happened when you started to be here definitely it happens this one when i received my green card we were talking about february of uh, 2020 mm. and then uh, after a few months uh, we started to COVID was there and then uh, I was feeling oh, okay my god now I am a I have a like a resident I can finally uh, feeling that uh, I belong here clearly but no everything shuts down for a long time so you're and basically then, locked that, inside for months yeah exactly and that uh, obviously slowed down a lot of the process uh, of uh, feeling uh, that uh, you are uh, in a place where you belong where you have the confidence that especially during the pandemic we also moved in a new place oh and then uh, the feeling that you go outside i go for a walk about where i am you know <laughs> it's a feeling of a like when you have an existential crisis that you start to question your identity your uh, identity i don't know if you have experienced mm -hmm. that sort of stuff it's a constant feeling pretty much with me <laughs> great great <laughs> uh, you can uh, start to doubt about also your existence or about um, several things then that things uh, start to came out very naturally you know because you are really you don't know where you don't know where you are for uh, in a very practical re uh, way you need to learn at the streets uh, you know all this stuff and for somebody that is introvert it wasn't very easy uh during 
the last year now we are moving in a better and better place for instance this weekend for instance to do an example i'm playing a couple of shows oh, for cool. the first time in one year oh wow well then congratulations and, um, thank you i'm really excited and uh, now we are moving in a different situation and for sure that this helps a lot the sense of adequacy in the environment you know then mm -hmm. what uh, goes together with the expert depression especially during the covid is a, a sense of uh, inadequacy because uh, you need to learn uh, where you are um, also the way people drive here is very different from yes Italy. <laughs> and then uh, okay go to the grocery or go to play with somebody with somebody and then uh, you can see people that drive very different that all these things uh, was uh, very difficult to to how i can say the process to and get used to to, to yeah to get used to during the first year at least and a yeah. half of pandemic and that's, that's also, because i was gonna say you it sounds like you you went through a lot all at once not only did you have to not only did you move here like officially but then you know the world shut down and then yeah, you yeah, were pretty yeah. much stuck inside and then you, you said in the middle of the pandemic you guys moved to a completely different uh home basically so you're like oh this is my yeah. home oh wait no i have to go to a new home so like yeah not yeah, all... yeah, yeah, like not... yeah yeah and then i if i remember correctly um once you get your green card you're not allowed to leave for a year is that correct no it is when you are waiting for your green card ah that's what it is and so... uh fortnite was kind of quick Oh well, that's uh, well, that's kind good. Of quick, my I need. I mean, I need to wait uh, close to six months. Okay, I mean, relatively speaking, that's then, that's quick for the United States government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know for this uh, for this uh, area, United States are a little bit Italian. Take all the time they need uh, without rush, rushing. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, it was. All these together, and then in the top, if you want to know, in the, on the top of this, there was something else very heavy. The uh, the release of my new album to mm. finish an album that uh, took an, an incredible amount of en of mental energies, you know. I can imagine. And then um, it needed to. I need to release this a couple of years ago, but obviously moving a new country, the production was in Italy, moving a new country, the pandemic, my morale was really low. And then I wasn't very full of self doubts also about releasing new music. Mm -hmm. And that was really painful to have uh, this uh, stuff in the top of that, because for me, music uh, is my main expression, form of yeah. expression and uh, not being able to be and the problem was not being able to be expressed in words for practical reason and also in music. Yeah, because you know? your your music is mainly uh, instrumental unless you've like worked with like yeah. somebody else. So instrumental, 100%. Yeah, so I, I, I totally relate to the whole, you know, the the added stress of, you know, putting out music. 
you, you definitely have gone through a lot, you know, in the past, like, two, the three years at this point. How is, mm. now that things are starting to open up a little bit with, like, the world and, like, travel restrictions have definitely lightened a lot, you know, like, there, there's, you know, there's vaccines, people are a lot more uh, willing to, like, go out and do things. You said you have your first show in, like, a year. How do you feel yeah. right now with everything? Uh, I feel better because uh, uh, definitely it's more easy to go out to hang with people, to uh, feeling that you are part of the culture and not that you are an alien, you know, yeah. in some place uh, uh, that uh, you feel at home, a part of me always feel uh, well, I need to say that otherwise I wasn't going to move uh, in another country. Yeah. But there is another part of you that feels uh, lost. Then is always, I always needed and need to balance these two aspects that, that uh, can be against each other sometimes, you know, different feelings that contradict each other. Anyway, now I feel better, definitely. I'm also close to the release uh, of the album that will help me to feel uh, this weight because it has become a weight, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. You're just kind of like dragging it. You're like, all right, it's got to yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, I want to release right and then I don't want to rush. Anyway, yeah, feeling better about... Uh, things opening up, uh, being able to play music uh, uh, and sometimes my music especially because during uh, the first year of the lockdown, I was playing. Mm -hmm. I never stopped playing, but I didn't practice uh, my music for a lot of time. Oh, wow. And then uh, it really creates uh, a sense of discomfort uh, because, uh, but then uh, more recently, I started to do some uh, live stream. Oh, cool. Um, and then I was able to reconnect with some of my material. And uh, I reconnect with myself of several years ago, depending when I wrote the music. Then uh, that really is really helpful. And uh, yeah, I have more motivation, more motivation to be take action you know to do stuff when during the first part of the pandemic putting all these things together really i really feel uh, difficult to do stuff you know do you feel uh do you feel that the the upcoming performances that are that are going to be happening soon do you feel that uh they are helping to alleviate a lot of the stress because you're actually able to be uh in your element, so to speak, you're able to do what it is that you're so passionate about and you're able to connect with people in person through music again. Yeah, definitely. And also it gave a meaning, you know, to the music I play. My pieces are not very easy to perform, you I, know? I can <laughs> totally guess that. <laughs> Just yeah, listening and watching I, you. Sometimes I play also, the new album is even worse from this point of view. It's really unplayable, a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, for the dynamics, especially. Uh, anyway, and that's the times I practice about why I needed to write 
Why <laughs> life is already complicated? Why I need to make my life even more complicated? And then I, I in the end, of the day, I know that is what I like to to do. What make me excited? To what gave to me meaning? You know. Uh, but definitely, Tisho can help. Uh, because uh, I go to practice my piece and say, okay, it, it makes sense because I have a show. Uh, I, think, then, uh, I think that's it's it's something that's really uh, fantastic about musicians in general, not just guitar players, but like you know, anyone, any any uh, musician. You know, the idea that like when you're sitting down to compose, you uh, you're you're anytime you write something new, a lot of times you're trying to like push yourself, you know, to the next level, whether it's through technicality, yeah. whether it's through like just opening up and being more more vulnerable for your art. You know, I think uh, philosophically speaking, uh, that aspect of music is really beautiful and it's really empowering because it encourages us as you know human beings to just go beyond our comfort level, not in this controlled environment, and then apply that to you know our everyday life. So I I, I want to commend you for you know it sounds like you just constantly are trying to push yourself to be better and better at your craft. And, you know, I think that shows because you're brave enough to literally move from the country you grew up in and move to like literally what the other side of the planet. So I, I think you uh, you're a very uh, you're, you're a very good role model to people who are like listening, people who are watching, people who are already fans of you. You're you're a very good icon for people to look up to. Yeah, very sweet. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, what I, I want to say, yeah, you were talking about push yourself. It is a, it also comes also from a sense. It's like a, a sense of compensation. You need to. I don't know if it, if I'm using the correct terms. Compensa, compensare, compensazione. Uh, to, uh, to compensate. Yeah. Yeah, to compensate other aspect of your psychology that maybe can. Uh, be related to inadequacy, mm. and then. Uh, but a lot of this, I know, is a very common feeling in musicians: the sense of being inadequate, and then they push, and they become very good in what they do. Not only music is very common for uh, public speaker. For I know for a lot of uh, people that uh, uh, the the compensate the compensate. The comp yeah, uh, they overcompensate. You know that's uh, yeah. That it's a good point. You know, a lot of people who, um, a lot of people who are seen as, uh, overachievers, uh, people who are just really good at like one thing or like two thing or pe uh, people who are like straight A students, they're always trying to outdo themselves and improve themselves. Uh, usually tend to have some sort of sense of, like you said, inadequacy. They don't feel like they're, they're worthy. They feel like they're lacking and they need to keep proving themselves, you know, in whatever mm -hmm. it is that they're doing. Uh, that's it's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people do, and I, you know I think a lot of people can relate to that sense. You know, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think a little a little bit of this can be helpful. It can be in our advantage. Talking about being musician, if it is too much, uh, maybe it becomes a little bit unfunction, not very functional. It can work. It it can works against you. I want to say. Mm. Anyway, yeah, definitely. In music, uh, I have 
zero problem to push my out of my comfort zone. In life, uh, <laughs> in life is is more difficult for me because I, I tend to be more introverted and uh, it's more difficult to go outside my comfort zone. I need to to force me to remember when in music is something natural. But I need to say that in my case, I exaggerate forcing myself out of the comfort zone in a sense that uh, you, the risk is that uh, you start to not enjoy anymore what you are doing, but it always becomes a pain, you know. And then uh, it's important to find uh, the right balance. I think uh, Alan Oswald, you know Alan Oswald, he has this problem at the maximum level because he was always pushing outside comfort zone and uh, he were I remember stories about him crying after a show because he didn't play well for his point of view. Ah, yeah. You know, I think if you reach that level, it becomes uh, bad for you. I agree. You know, you should. I believe it is healthy for, you know, an individual to always want to be, you know, better themselves, become the best version of themselves and always yeah. strive to just, you know, be better and give back to the world. But if it's, gets to a point where like you're 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 uh you trying to be better turns into a sense of anxiety or like you're just starting to feel unworthy that is completely unhealthy yeah yeah definitely i have uh, some of these more or less it depends but uh definitely the recent years uh also because of the pandemic i started to study a lot you know but in a way that uh become a, a procrastination, mm. you know, I got of you. other stuff. Maybe I must spend much more time uh, around uh, pushing my musical career. It must be more bad, but I spend all the time studying strict counterpoint, you know, strict harmony, stuff that uh, <laughs> I use for my music, but it requires a lot of time and energy that mm. I must dedicate to other stuff. Then sometimes I have this feeling of... Uh, that fight fights against each other. Yeah, you know? uh, and that creates uh, anxiety. It creates anxiety. Yeah, it's it's not easy being uh, like a professional musician because you know, unless you're act you're actually in uh, a position where you are making a living through their music. You know, most people think just oh, I'm gonna sit there and like play my instrument or I'm gonna learn music. You know, a lot of people don't realize that if you're doing it professionally, you're running a small business so you literally have to work from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and it's not just the art it's a lot of business stuff there's like oh i have to figure out how to market myself i have to figure out how to like network within my industry i have to figure out uh how to register my business properly do i want to do an llc do i want to do an s corp uh you know do i want to travel do i want to what are my rates you have to you have to do all like the, the things that like you know a contractor who's building a house is going to do, but you're doing it for music. Or if you're an artist, yeah. you know, you're a graphic artist, you know, there, there's a lot of hats that you have to wear. So I totally 100% understand that sense of uh, stress and just like, Oh, you know, what? let me just like procrastinate with the music a little bit and just, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get to the marketing with, uh, later. <laughs> look, look, I'm surrounded by counterpoint books here, here, <laughs> here, here, look, I can go, I can go <laughs> completely. I'm surrounded, I cover some of them. And then, I just, yeah, I procrastinate with that because I, with guitar, I get boring. 
with guitar I play from a long time, you know, and uh, um, I practice every day, but uh, it's a little bit of a comfort zone, you know, guitar. I then you. I need to go, I need to, in music, I need to push myself outside. Otherwise, uh, what I'm, what I'm playing and what I'm doing, for instance, composing, uh, lo lose meaning completely. There is a lot of musicians that uh, they are lucky, I think, to me. They, they learn um, something, they all, for all their career, they only play that stuff. And to me, I am not able to do that. I know it's much healthier to do that. I think of BB King, for instance. BB King plays the same things yeah. in career at the top of what you can do in blues. But he yeah. never, and he thought, uh, do one thing. So he was thinking like a businessman, focus on one thing and do that well. Otherwise you can be lost and do nothing, you know? He, uh, but unfortunately, I really like to push outside my comfort zone, and that creates stress. It uh, the other side, from one aspect, is very exciting, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I think, and I, I always, I was gonna say, I think you know that that is your style. You're like you're you're you as an artist are just always trying to push yourself to the edge like what is it that you can do with the guitar not just technically but like compositionally what it what are the limits mm -hmm. what are how can i bend the limits and I, that right there is like a very unique uh it's a very unique perspective because like you said most people are just like oh this is how i'm you know this is how i do the do the thing i'm going to stick to my comfort zone whereas you're like this is the thing how can i make the thing fit me so I, that's a very <laughs> unique uh uh, perspective and I think uh, I think just knowing you for like the little that I do I, I think you apply that to like how you you live your life because you're you're like mm. I want to do music how do I do music my way how do I do music where I want to do it you know you you've been all over the place you've traveled all over the place you've you've taught you know in multiple ways so I, I think it's it's a very uh a very cool like perspective that you have on music that I think shines through in just like your 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 life and your daily practices. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, thank you for your analysis. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniela, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. I really very much appreciate you sharing, you know, like your perspective and and like what it was like for you uh to like come over here to a different country and then how like that's related to your 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 art thank you so much uh, it was uh it was my first uh, time i'm talking about this concept and uh thank you so much for your invitation and uh keep doing uh, this podcast that i think is great oh. and uh thank you for having me and uh badass man <laughs> well thank that you very ass. much and i am very honored that you have decided to open up uh with me on the podcast for the first time it you know i i truly believe that the more that we as a society feel comfortable about opening up about our struggles and what it is that we're going through that the more that we can help others realize that they are not alone and that everyone has the inner strength 
to face whatever life, put, uh, whatever life puts across their path. So thank you again for taking the Definitely. time to chat. And thank you to anyone that's watched this episode or listened to this episode. Uh, if anyone watching or listening finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, family, or a mental health professional. I'll place a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connections to further resources. And until next time, remember, you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield. Thank you.